Tommy, you said yesterday it just wasn't good enough. Turn it around. Big night tonight. What changed as far as plate approach and execution? Yeah, good is the enemy of great. Uh, that's a good book, too. But um, a little bit of luck. You know, the, the first at bat, the swing and bunt always, always helps to start your day. But he, uh, Montgomery was throwing a really good sinker and, and change up today. And, and I, I, knew, I knew after my first at bat, you know, I, my approach wasn't going to work uh, against him today. So I, I kind of had to go to plan B and, and work the right side uh, to stay on to stay on that heavy sinker and, and that changeup, and it it worked. Steve, over here on the right. Merrill, I want to ask you, I uh, saw you at Dodger Stadium, a very successful performance there, another one today. You've done so well in the postseason, not that you didn't know you had the ability, but what has come together for you this the last few games? Uh, I think this is the execution. Um, you know, if you look at the Philly game, uh, at least game two, I think that's where I got beat is I just didn't execute well enough. Um, so my focus since then and even before then, but my focus since then was it was just purely pitch execution, um, trying to just take one pitch at a time, um, almost the feel of this is the biggest pitch of the game. Um, and then once that pitch is done, have the same mindset going forward as as far as the next pitch. Ron on the left, second row. Merrill, during those years in South Korea, could you ever have imagined making it back to this moment? Did you dream about this stage? And what was it like there? What helped you turn everything around there, and who, who helped? Uh, yeah, I definitely, had, uh, I definitely had visions and images about me sitting on this podium, for sure. Um, you know, the games, the big league games over there for the time difference are, are pretty much in the morning. You know, pretty much right when I'm waking up. Um, so that was kind of my routine. I'd wake up, make my coffee, and and check on big league baseball. Um, you know, it felt literally and figuratively miles away when I was over there. Um, but that was always the mindset. That was always the focal point was getting back to the big leagues. Um, you know, I, I don't think anybody can predict being able to sit here and, and pitch in the World Series. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of things that need to go right got to be at the right place at the right time and obviously have the right team around you. You know, guys like this, um, Gabby, um, just really everybody that has helped contribute to, you know, me being in this spot. Um, it's not just me, it's, it's a whole team effort. But over there, um, you know, just the coaches that I had, um, the, you know, the, the translation factor obviously is a bit of a hindrance, but, um, you know, th there were guys that helped out as much as they could. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think what helped over there the most is, is almost being my own voice and my own pitching coach. I think you said it was a little lost in translation a lot. You had to be on your own. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, obviously they speak a completely different language than, than we do, obviously. And, and the way that they approach pitching and, and uh, mechanics and that type of stuff, at least at the time, wasn't necessarily on the same wavelength of, of how I looked at things. Um, so that was part of the issue is even if they were trying to attack the same issue, it might not, you know, come together in, in a way that they ultimately wanted to. So um, I had to kind of filter through and take bits and pieces of, of what I thought would help and, and what I needed to kind of leave behind. Jake. Um, Tommy, I'm curious, uh, how often over the last couple of years have you dreamt and thought and visualized winning a championship? How often throughout your day-to-day -day does that thought pop into your head? 
I would say is the last couple of years um, with San Diego, I, I thought there was a possibility when I when I signed with the Reds. Um, you know, the Reds are going through a transitioning phase um, where or rebuilding phase is the right right term, which now I, I really think that team might be scary next year. Um, they have some young guys over there that are pretty good. So last year kind of really wasn't a thought, um, but then I got traded. So uh, I, I thought possibly something could happen. You know, Boston, the players over there, the coaches, staff, you, you, anything could happen. Then this year, when I signed with the Mets, that that was one of my first first thoughts. Was all right, we, you know, on paper we have a championship caliber team. Yeah, it's something that you know you dream about as a kid. Um, I would say, I would definitely think throughout uh, if if my career would end in, you know, let's say a few years from now, I, I would say that I, I dreamt about playing in the big leagues um, or, or playing in the big leagues. I'm playing in the World Series. I'm sorry. Um, I don't think we, we don't play this game without the intentions of winning a World Series, especially when you have a team that you feel like, you know, you, you have a special group that could compete Four World Series. Did I did I answer your question at all? It was a it was a tough tough question. I, I'm just more on the day to day. Like how often does that thought infiltrate your head? Over uh, the last day to day, man. I don't I don't think about that. I'm more in in the in the moment, the preparation of what I need to do today to to be better to help the team win. Paul. Uh, Merrill, all your starts this postseason have been on the road, but you obviously had a, a very personal cheering section here tonight. What did that mean to have that type of performance in front of so much family? And have you had a chance to talk to any of them yet after the game? Uh, yeah, it was definitely special. Um, I touched on it earlier. My, my grandma is here, and I haven't seen her uh, probably since 2011. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing her. But no, I haven't, I haven't uh, seen them yet. So if you guys could ask less questions, I can get over there and, <laughs> and say hi. <laughs> Uh, Jack and then Teo. Uh, Merrill, the last uh, person to pitch a complete game in the, in the postseason was Justin Verlander. Uh, last Diamondback to go seven innings was Cole Mentor back in 2011. Um, you just pitched arguably the greatest game of your career. Uh, do you have to pinch yourself um, to, to let that sink in for you tonight? Um, honestly, afterwards, not as much. Um, you know, I, I'm. I'm confident that I can get people out, right? Like um, I feel like I've I've shown myself enough over the over the last five years that if I execute pitches, I can get good hitters out. Um, I think the the pinching moment I think came honestly before the game, um, just sitting there and, and thinking through what I was about to do and where I am and and the stage that I'm on. I think was more of the realization for me, the fact that I am that I was preparing to pitch Game Two of the World Series. Um, I think that was probably more of the, you know, the oh shit moment or whatever you want to call it. Teo. Marilyn, in game six against the Phillies, 
after the first inning where you watched Schwarber and Harper, you really dialed in your command, it seemed like. Were the things that you were thinking through in your mind, command-wise, the same tonight as over the final four innings of that game? Yeah, I mean, they're the same thoughts every game. It's just whether or not that actually happens or not, right? Um, I go into every game trying to dot every single pitch that I throw. I want to throw it right on the edge the best that I can to my ability every single time I go out on that mound and every single at bat that I have. Um, just obviously some games it works out better than others. Is there something that you can identify that made that possible tonight? Uh, just, I guess just the process of, of what we go through, what he kind of touched on, the, the day-to-day um, you know, work that we put in, the preparation that we have um, kind of leading up to the game. Down here on the right side. Merrill, uh, going back to the greatest game of your career, uh, Moreno just said that he's really proud of you, of what you did tonight. What do you have to uh, say about him and, and your connection with him, such a young guy, but leading you guys up to this point in the World Series? Yeah, well, I'm really proud of what Gabby did tonight as well. Um, the, the strides that I've seen Gabby have from the beginning of the season to where we are now is, is incredible. Um, you know, I've said it multiple times in the last couple of weeks and last couple of days that I can't wait till I'm 50 years old and I'm watching Gabby Moreno still playing the big leagues. Um, I think he's that type of talent. I think he's got that type of mentality um, for as young as he is. He's not scared of the moment. He's not scared of really anything that I've seen. So um, I got to give a lot of credit for tonight. I got to give a lot of credit for Gabby. Um, you know, he called the right pitches at the right time. Standing up on the left. Uh, Merrill, we, we talked to your brother. He said last year you took oh, him to the geez. World Series for his birthday. Mm -hmm. He said this tonight was a way better birthday present. <laughs> and, uh, that makes me happy. Um, his birthday's Halloween. It's coming up. Um, and he texted me the other day saying that, you know, obviously this is, this is probably the best birthday present that I could give him. So that definitely... Uh, that definitely makes me feel good about about not only what we're doing, but um, you know, definitely what I'm doing as well. We'll take two more. We'll go to Steve, and then we'll finish up on the left side. Yeah, two quick questions, Tommy. To you, did you read the book Good to Great? Did it inspire you? I actually did read it. I did read it. Um, I felt like a lot of the the five points in that book. I, I was kind of already doing most mm -hmm. of them. Did it inspire me? Uh, of course. Uh, one of my mentors who the, the St. Louis Cardinals hired, he gave it to a, a group of us to read uh, that were hand chosen as from the Cardinals to work with him. And um, I actually passed it along to a friend to read. Oh. So uh, highly recommend it. And Meryl, briefly, I, I hope I'm not getting too personal, but you said you hadn't seen your grandmother in like 12 years? Since 2011. Uh, why? Uh, unfortunately, I feel like just, you know, just life gets in the way. This baseball thing takes up a lot of our time. Um, that was actually driving to spring training. Me and my wife drove um, from Phoenix to Arizona, and we stopped and spent the night with her. Um, but, yeah, obviously I would like to see her more, but, you know, um, stuff happens. And Merrill, you mentioned Korea, but junior college, signing your first pro contract, your first Major League Baseball contract when you're 30. Um, how did the path prepare you to seize that moment you were talking about in the outfit before the game? Um, I would, I would like to think that part of it is just at this point in my career, nothing, you know, nothing uh, is going to shock me, right? Um, I think going over to Korea is way, as a 26-year-old, is, is way scarier than 
pitching in the big or pitching in the big leagues or even in the World Series. To be honest with you, um, there was just so many unknowns at that age. Obviously, with my baseball career, the choice to go over there, the culture, um, leaving my family, um, I think that was the biggest pressure. And you know, I think at this point in my career, I'm just uh, you know, I just turned 35. Um, I'm definitely closer to the end of my career than I am the beginning. Um, so I'm just trying to enjoy it as much as I can and, and not, uh, you know, not make anything uh, bigger than it needs to be. Welcome back to the World Series postgame show presented by Tubi and the Diamondbacks with a big time dominant 9 to 1 win here in Arlington to even this World Series at a game apiece. And now we head to Arizona and joining us on the set is Tommy Pham. You might have to do an interview every pre and post game show for the rest of the World Series, Tommy. That was unbelievable. You know, if, if you could guarantee win, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you for game three. Poppy gave you the mojo beforehand. You guys, in all honesty, when you left, we were just talking about how loose it seemed. You guys seemed comfortable and loose, and that looked like it just played out on the field today. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's, if it's it may look like we're loose to you guys, but we're we're well prepared. Yeah. Bro, look, you lose so chillax <laughs> during the pregame. That, man, I'm telling you, your hey. body language is, it says know, a lot. Hey, Tell hey. me how comfortable you are feeling at the plate right now, man. You, you hit a missile everywhere. This game will humble you, you know. Mm -hmm. You know how hitting is. One day you might have a, a game like I had tonight, then to, next game you go 0 for 4, 3K. So. I just try to stay even kill now. Mm. Well, I think that's all you can do. It's an easy game for you, huh? Go four for four today. <laughs> you know, people, they talk about, you know, the, the thing about the postseason is if you struggle for a week, people say there's something wrong with you. If you do it during the course of a season, it's Nobody no big knows. deal. Nobody correct, knows about correct. it, man. So four for four today, how'd you feel at the play? You just carried it over from the game one. Um, I, I had an approach today. It, it, it worked. Had, a, had some luck on my side, but um, I, I really felt like my third third at bat, I laid off those tough change-ups that, that were starting in the zone, uh, working away. Then uh, my last at bat, I saw the ball a lot better, um, and and I felt like I put a good swing on the last pitch, and I'm, I'm going to take that going into Monday. We were talking all along about how difficult it is to play against a team like yours. We talked about the Angels were that team for the Yankees for us. But you're going the other way, a couple bunts, home run. This is an offense that is very tough to play against. What was your approach like today going line to line? Sometimes you, you just got to take what they give you. Uh, Montgomery is a, is a great pitcher. He's, he has great stuff working away from, from right-handed hitters. You, you, you just can't do too much. And um, my approach, it... After my first at bat, when he when he made those nasty pitches on me, I, I I had to go back in the dugout, recalibrate, and like say, hey, I, I gotta this ain't gonna work. Let me try this. You know, uh, everything was working for Merrill tonight. I mean, he was just superb, and, and you know, he's got a great story. We've talked about it on the broadcast night what he's been through to get to this point. But what did you notice just watching him perform tonight and, and what he was able to do to this Rangers lineup? He was focused. I mean. Pitch after pitch, it, it 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 was, I mean, you guys saw it. It, it was tremendous. We needed that from him. Um, I was trying to get, have him go out there and pitch another inning, but you know, I'm not the manager. So were we? By the way, yeah, <laughs> we're looking for man. Yeah, you know, they talk about momentum in a series. 
And, and I always say momentum is only as strong as the next day's starting pitcher. So That's true. after the game yesterday, how are you guys feeling in the clubhouse coming into game two? We knew we had to get a win today. You know, I mentioned earlier how a loss like last night could we could easily left last night and, and gone back to Arizona 0-2 or, or possibly been down 0-3. So we needed that from Merrill, man. That was a, a huge effort, tremendous effort from him. And also, I got to mention, my boy Marte, he, I saw those names on that list. He surpassed you 18 consecutive games um, for the postseason record hitting streak. That's history. That's pretty good. Speaking about history, you guys haven't been in the World Series 2001. Your fan base is watching. They're excited. They'll be listening. That place is going to be rocking. How big was it to be 1-1 going into that great home field advantage for you guys? Definitely. We, we wanted to be 1-1. We, 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 we were down 0-2 in Philly, and that's not easy. Right. That's not easy. We, we definitely wanted to go back to AZ 1-1. Uh, and tell us, how's the atmosphere? Has it been great, loud? You know what's cool about this? Um, seeing the whole city support us, you know, rally behind us and support us. That's and all the guys, uh, the studs from the Suns come to the game. You're seeing a sold-out stadium. That, that's really cool. That's and, and makes you want to be in the postseason year after year. That's what happens when you're playing well, man. Hey, we are on social media, Instagram, everybody just checking us out. Let's, let's, let's keep it real. <laughs> I love it. Get it, Poppy. One more, everybody, come on. Move on over. Come on, Kevin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly, Man, uh, clearly. Dang hot, I got another one. Oh, he's got another one. Let's go. My dog. There we go. Them. Let's I go. I guess it goes without saying. Tommy, hey, you I get guess. one of those, you go four, four, four. <laughs> oh, my my dog, let's go. Appreciate it, man. I said it. I guess I should just say, Tommy, we'll see you pregame game three. I mean, just All keep right. it going, man. Yeah, let's 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 schedule a time right hey. now. Keep the line All moving, right. dog. Tommy, fam, four knocks tonight and a Diamondbacks big victory. Great to see you again, Tommy, and Arizona. We'll head on back to their home turf with a 1-1 World Series now. And uh, he's got two. He's got two of my dog shirts. How about that? Collector's items. It's unbelievable. Those what are hot. Those are hot right now. Those are those are really good mojo. You know what? I'm going to ask you right. Why did I take Merrill out of the game after 89 pitches? Um, I just felt like he had he had done his job. Um, it was seven up downs. It was a, it was a big ass. There's there's a ton of emotion that goes into this day and into every World Series game. I just I looked him up and down. I looked him looked him over, and I felt like he was getting a little fatigued, um, and it was a little bit more of a um, an agreeing type of a conversation that we had, and he understood where I was coming from and. You know, it's typically you got to tell Merrill why. You got to tell him what's what's on your mind, and if there's buy-in, he'll accept it. If not, he'll continue to um, hammer away at you. But I told him, you know, you did your job. Seven up downs. Time to turn it over to the bullpen. We got some guys that need some work, and, and and it's their job to secure this victory. And he said, okay. So as the lead widened in the eighth, top of the eighth, mm -hmm. you, you could have let him. Get a couple of batters just to see how he was going, and and and, and then made some moves. Yeah, um, it it crossed my mind it was as it was happening, but I'd already made the decision. He's got one more start 
for the 2023 season, and I want to have him fully gassed up, and I want to save as many bullets and save as many pitches, as I, uh, up downs and pitches as I possibly could. So um, he understood that. And then finally, um, do you think there's ever going to be a complete game in the World <laughs> Series or playoffs again? Last that's playoffs what, was 17. Last yeah. World Series was 15. Yeah, that's what you were hoping for. You're such you're you're, you're such an, a traditionalist. I know it. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you will. I think it's, there's a possibility. It was it was looking really good for Merrill. There's no doubt in my mind. It was some quick easy outs, and I thought he might go nine innings today at one point. But for that to happen, 89 pitches. You got to jump him up probably another 35. I wasn't going to let him throw 120 pitches. Uh, Tori, if you uh, sorry, if you yeah. zoom out from tonight, uh, he did this in Philadelphia in an elimination game. He did this in Dodger Stadium where he had never beaten the Dodgers. Yeah. What are we watching here with Merrill in this postseason? Uh, I think there's a little bit of an evolution, um, a little bit of a maturity uh, that continues to show up with him in, in every outing. Um, he takes he takes things personally um, upon himself to get better every single start. He's aware. He's present, uh, and he's getting better and better with every start. Um, you can't simulate postseason wins. You can't, let's say, you can't simulate postseason starts. He has really s stepped on it and gotten after it and gotten even better, which to me is not surprising because that's who he is at his core. He wants the biggest moment, the biggest stage to show what he's capable of doing. And this was a big win. You know, you're talking about a team that got beat last night. Uh, after being two outs away from a win, um, there is there is a concern of, of momentum in the other direction. I think the first couple innings he said, I got you guys until you get your feet on the ground, and, and we did. And we won this game because of Merrill today. Teo? If there's been one knock on Merrill this season, it's probably a lack of control at times, too many walks. Today, for him to not walk anybody after you guys had 10 walks yesterday, what, what yeah. did that change for, for you guys? Uh, I... I know that at the beginning of the year there were some wobbly moments, and I think that had more to do with his prep and getting ready for the WBC. He he ramped up well ahead of everybody else, um, and you know he came back from the WBC. There's probably a little bit of an emotional letdown. All of a sudden he's thrust into some big league games, and you know may, maybe there was just a continuation mindset that he didn't feel it yet. But we've seen that improve since the first month of the season. I think there were some four-walk games, maybe even a five-walk game, if I can remember correctly, in April, early May. But he's a he's a balanced field guy, gets his alignment, and when it's right, it's really good, and that's what you see. And I did notice the strikeouts. I did notice that there were no walks. And I felt like after this, probably the, between pitch 16 and 20, and I think he was at the 20 after two, that it was going real good for him. The changeup was going down. I couldn't tell if it was a slider or a changeup. He had it all working. What was your reaction in the dugout watching him the third time through the order, five strikeouts against six guys? It was impressive. It was real impressive. And that's what a, that's a real good starting pitcher is able to do. This, this lineup is extremely potent and capable of turning it around in a hurry, but he made pitches. Clinton? Outside of one glaring mistake tonight, uh, you guys are running the bases really well. It's changed a lot from the last series. Can you talk to me a little bit about how that's changed from previously to now in terms of your aggressiveness and what you guys are doing strategically? Right. I know I talked. I, I think I might have spoken to you about it that one day um, in Philly. But uh, we have our targets. We have our times. We have our uh, situations based on the score, innings, outs, hitter. 
and some things lined up today, and we're, and we're trying to be as aggressive as possible because we know it adds energy to this ball club. Yeah, there was a big hiccup today. Those are things. Those, you know, I think you got to live and die when you're with with good and bad moments when you're going to take chances. Um, but our team is smart with a very high baseball IQ, and they're tremendously disciplined to pick the right times. It's hard to it's hard to say that you are. You are ready to go and ready to steal a base, but you don't have enough triggers based on what our criteria is to steal a base. That's the true meaning of discipline when not to go, and I think that's what, why we're so successful. We'll finish up with Bill in the middle. Yeah. Uh, at the trade deadline, fans understandably look at big names, maybe like Scherzer or Verlander, but there's a lot of guys like Tommy that get traded that you don't hear as much about. What did you guys want him to do when you got him, and how was he – whatever role you had along the way. Yeah, right. He goes out there and bangs out four base hits today and has a really good approach. Um, but I think the thing he added was um, was some toughness, some focus, and and his ability to prepare became very contagious. There's no nonsense about his work day. He's a great teammate. He's an unbelievable teammate. And I know we got better because of all the things that he brings to the table that don't get seen on a, in a box score. It's nice to get those four hits today. Of course, it set a great tone for us. But he's a very intense competitor with zero room for nonsense. And I think that, that personifies who we are when we get between the white lines at, at 7.05 every night. All right, thanks a lot, Tori. We'll thanks see you tomorrow back okay. in Arizona. All right, all right guys. Coach, what made Merrill Kelly a tough assignment today for you guys? Just great command. He hit his spots all night, four pitches. Uh, he was on. He's tough when he's on. He's been pitching well in the postseason and carried that into uh, tonight's game. Other questions? Barry? But do you ever think there's going to be a complete game in the postseason again? I mean, hasn't been one since 2017, not in the World Series. Since 2015, you had Bumgarner do it in wildcard games. I don't know. To be to be honest, I I, I got to think there will be at some point. So, um, you know, it's, it's not really something I've been thinking about. Other questions up here in the front to your left. I know it was regular rest for Jordan, but how do you feel like the relief outing might have taken him out of his routine, if at all? Yeah. You know what, he he was pitching well. I mean, here he was in the seventh. Pitch count was good. Uh, you know, had a had a one-run ball game. You know, gave up the double, and then the ground ball just got through. It looked like uh, just, uh, you know, just got by uh, Josh there. But uh, to answer your question, I, that's always a hard one to answer. Uh, but he felt good. He, you know, he, he was uh, in a good place as far as pitch count, like I said. So, um, I, I don't know how much it affected him, but he's not saying it did. Oh. Front to your right, Evan. Hey, on, on Montgomery, at, at this point in time, right, everybody's fatigued. But the the velo was down, the spin rate was down. Do you look at any of that stuff? Does that tell you anything about him at this point in time? Yeah, um, yeah I mean, you look at that. But, you know, he was, he was pitching well. You know, he's done such a great job. Uh, and that is something you have to be aware of. You know, we had a left-hander leading off the inning, so we said we'll let him start it. And uh, 
and then we brought in Heaney, and you know, now it becomes a three-run ball game. But yeah, I think you have to look at that. Uh, but still, you look at the man; he's he's uh, got the ability uh, to pitch if it's down a tick a little bit, and he showed that tonight.